Welcome to our podcast, Today is Weird. We are your hosts, Rhea and Alex. Two friends living in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, talking about how intuition operates and when things get weird. Weird. Okay, hey everyone. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a remote, um, another remote recording as Alex and I couldn't really get our schedules linked to be in person this week, but here we are. It's a full moon in Pisces today. Yeah, so definitely some weird stuff going on, um, on top of all the other weirdness, (laughs) and then the usual weirdness. Weird on top of weird. Weird stacked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird stacked. Yeah, but I know we kind of just wanted to talk about where we're at and where we're feeling the world's gonna go or what energetics are kind of feeling for the rest of the year certainly for the fall but maybe we just want to check in Alex where are you with your process and with your everything yeah (sighs) how are you (laughs) I'm good uh yeah check-in is good to do um you know I have been seeing people again in person since mid-July um, and, and went on a few vacations. I flew to Colorado and had a lovely weekend. So doing a few things kind of under the radar, although I'm talking about it now, um, which has been interesting to feel like I can't, it's, it's like an interesting layer energetically to feel like I can't fully be myself in those ways. Like I, I discussed with my friends, like, should we post on social media? And I ended up posting and everything was fine, but it just felt very, um, you know, I just didn't want to get into, I feel like a lot of people are doing things in secret, um, around the pandemic that, um, the energy of that feels really intense in the sense that, um, we're all kind of being called to the table to own, our gifts even more. And I know we talk about this all the time, but it's like, you know, the very beginning of the year, we did that reading where, or the podcast where I think it was like one of our first podcasts where we were like, are you in or are you out? And it, it feels very much like our feet are going to be held to the fire in September, uh, October through next spring. (laughs) And so, uh, clears throat. (laughs) And so it, it's interesting because I feel pulled. I feel pulled into future directions. Um, I feel pulled into present moment directions that, um, you know, being able to hold space for clients and being able to, um, hold space for myself and be really clear, uh, you know, like on days that I'm irritated or feeling intense, like just going with it rather than denying these, these parts of myself, um, in, in, in the sense that, um, we have to be like perfect in the apocalypse or something. Uh, I made a joke about, um, I'm in this group where we're doing this like 14 day, these prompts. And one of the prompts was like, what parts of yourself do you leave in the underworld? It has to do with psyche and the mythology of that, you know, and I, I joke, I got the sun card as one of my cards. And I said, you know, I'm like, planting, you know, sunflowers in the apocalypse. Like it feels a little bit sometimes where, um, I'm trying to be really optimistic and I'm not an optimist. I've said this before, I'm a purist. And so the purist, the energy of, of 
what's coming is intense. And so it's like sitting in that intensity and being okay with that. Um, and I think what's happening is people, and this could be a projection. So I want to check myself there are wanting to be, and we've talked about this, like we're, we're like pushing ourselves into productivity. Um, and I think that productivity is like really low on the totem pole right now, really low on the priority list right now, um, of things. And so, uh, it's, it's interesting because I love my business and it is, you know, swimming along. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my guides yet again are like, are you meditating three to four hours a day? Are you doing these things? You know, I get about a half hour in. And so some of the ideas, predictions, things that are coming in the fall that we're going to talk about today, they do feel really, really intense. And there's like no denying that. I just feel like the brace for impact is like, okay, so if you were in a, uh, I'll speak to it this way. So like, a little bit of a trigger warning of like, if you were in a car accident and let's say you braced for impact, typically it's like four seconds, but it can feel like a lot longer, right? Like time slows down and we're kind of in like the time has, is slowing down right now. And now we're getting hit with this full moon in Pisces where it's like, and here's a bunch of feelings and dreams and layers and, um, showing us how weird we are. You know, I have, how can I, can I think of how many I can think of three off the top of my head friends who have their moon and Pisces and they're weird. <laughs> shout out, shout out to those friends, uh, you know, or moon and cancer. I have a few friends with moons and cancers and like, it's, you're kind of weird. Like you're not even kind of. And so we were talking about this where I know this podcast is called today is weird and that we are both in the spiritual realms. And I know I want you to speak to your experience around this. But it is like being called to the carpet of like, if you, it's called to the carpet a thing. I don't know. I like that though. We're just going to say it like that. Uh, If you think that you incarnated in 2020 during this time and you don't think you're weird, it is going to be a rough couple months. And I don't say that (laughs) right in the collective dark night of the soul. I don't say that as like a warning or a threat or like, oh. It's more so like your boat will get rocked a little bit more because you didn't look at some of the tidal waves before they got here. You know, you've got to look at some of these waves that are coming um, and be a little bit more prepared for that. That's why I just think it's funny. I was hanging out with some friends and someone brought up the thing like facts and I'm like, and shout out to that friend. He's awesome. But Gemini son. And it's like, yeah, but, but, but weird shit has been proven over and over and over again. They are facts. (laughs) Like this is data. This is connected. There are plenty of people who study energy and that's the age of Aquarius where we're bringing in over a long period of time, all of this. And so, you know, I look back on my journey of coming out as a psychic medium and I'm, I'm, I was late to the game in a lot of ways because I held back because I was scared of what people would think. And like, I look back at people who have been doing it for a really long time and were out in a climate that like, um, and again, I use that analogy, but I understand it's much different than coming out of the closet for, um, someone who is, um, like 
coming out to reveal parts of themselves. So I, I just want to be clear, like I'm using that as an analogy, but um, it's much different of a of experience. Don't want to assume anyone's experience there. Um, so it's just been interesting to feel like I can't hide my weird at all. Like we, I went to, up to Maryland with my family on one of the vacations I went on. And I just was like straight talking about spirit. I, we had a really weird paranormal thing happen. And I just was like, oh, that's this, this, and this, and this. Like I did a reading for my sister-in-law and my sister, you know, in front of my brother and brother-in-law. And like um, my brother-in-law gets readings from me. So, it, you know, it wasn't new to him, but he was like, whoa, that was interesting to see you do a reading with someone else. Because everyone knows the context of their life. Right. And so when you have a psychic medium, especially one who knows a little bit about you, right. Telling you things about yourself in a reading, sometimes it doesn't, the context doesn't hit you until it's like, wow, this person literally knows my name. And I'm not saying, Ooh, like I'm the best psychic medium ever. It's more so these are the realms that are available to us. And it's like, what's that saying? We're not saying, but it, you know, we only use a certain percentage of our brain and I think we've spoken to this before. It's like, I'm ready for all of us to go full fucking weird. Like, yeah. I'm like, can we all go full fucking weird? Like, I'm tired of language. This is why semantics are coming up because it's like telepathy is coming. Like play with it. Quit texting people. Just think about them. <laughs> like it's there. So I'm like tired of the, the I guess the story that, that, that the unseen world doesn't exist. I'm tired. I'm exhausted by it. And I don't want to become the person who doesn't engage with people on that, but <laughs> I, you know, like I'm like you in or you out <laughs> and I'm not like the gatekeeper to this by any means, but are you in or you out? Like that's, that's, that's the astrology really of it. So that's how I'm doing. Is that good? Yeah, really good. <laughs> Person is kind of walking through in their own vortex, if you will. And for me, I often find what I'm working on on a deep personal and subjective level is kind of some abstract concepts that's just going on for a lot of people. And I just tend to dive like way, way, way deep for whatever need or impulses in my system to do such. Um, so yes, I think hearing what you're saying and just recapping a little bit or like highlighting some that I feel hit me. It's the collective dark night of the soul. I think we all are in our own vortex of like, what's true for me? What is this, you know, what is this life? What do I want? What do I care about? Um, and it is this invitation to step more into that because everyone's in their own weirdness. It feels like when I lived in New York city, for example, it's this invitation to be in your weird because no one cares. Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's focused on their own shit. And so when you're on the train and you see other people expressing themselves like wearing really cool clothes that are really different, you're like, okay, I can do that. So you kind of are able to kind of try some things on in this environment, in this atmosphere. And it feels like that's kind of what's happening right now. It's kind of just a melting pot of like everybody's just figure out what your element is, figure out what your lane is. I think for me it has kind of shaken up some different friendships and some different relationships because I'm starting to feel like, ooh, maybe we're not in the same lane or maybe we're not aligned. 
And for right now, it feels so important for people to figure out what their alignment is. It's not so much as it used to be of like, hey, I care about you and that's why we're friends. It's a little like everyone's kind of like, hold on, we need to pause that for a second because I got to figure out what my weirdness is and be really in that. And then I can come back to remembering why I care about you, even if you're so different than I am. So it's been a little interesting in that way. But definitely for me, I've just been noticing this huge invitation and I wasn't sure if it was Leo season with my birthday of just this fire put under my system of like figure it out step into yourself it's time you know clear up anything that's holding you back and just really recognizing in a lot of ways energetically how I haven't been operating in my own system and sovereignty just about my whole life in some way I've been operating in someone else's systems in my like perceiving or projections or worries of what they thought or all of the things which you know as I'm learning is me not minding my own business <laughs> like that's not me operating in my own system and my own independence and like <clears throat> this is me and that is you kind of thing but it's also just enmeshing and complicating things in a way that is not helpful to me and is not helpful to them either so I'm I'm kind of taking a huge step back I have been really um, curating when I do socialize or energetically am around other people. I've been very careful about that because it does feel like I'm kind of incubating this new, it feels rebirthy. It feels very, yeah, I'm in like dark night of the soul. That, that's when you're feeling like you're in the underworld and you're like, I'm not really sure what's happening and I'm not ready to surface yet, you know? So it's, it's definitely been a whole lot of that. I think there's more of it for us for sure. <laughs> I don't think it's over. I'm I'm seeing a lot of people come to that work in their own way, in their own process at different times, in different intensity levels. And I do think what I've been really allowing myself to focus more on is everybody's on the path that is right for them. Everybody is where they need to be. Everyone is learning the lessons they need to learn. And when I feel engaged or I feel aligned or, you know, whatever language we want to use around that into this is also stuff for me to work on, then I participate in it. But other than that, it's kind of like, you know what, I'm really learning energetically what is a yes and a no for me for even engaging in things. Um, conversations or, or um, yeah, just even I've been realizing a lot of times I schedule things to meet up with people that aren't actually like a positive energy exchange. It's just a way for us to try to feel connected. And there does feel like there's a lot of that going on right now. We're trying to figure out how can we tether ourselves? You know, how, how do we stay connected? How do we stay grounded? How do we still feel like we're in ourselves and we still have our support network? And for me, the way that I've done that is kind of just not pushing anyone away, but just taking a step back and trying to connect with myself and understanding that all of that real connection and connectivity with other people comes from my gut center, which is really in my body. It doesn't come from my mind and thinking that I'm connected. It, it, it's from feeling connected. So I've been really dropping down much deeper into my body, which has been helpful. I know some of us spiritual types, me included, I can be in the air zone forever and not really ground things into the earth and like ground them and manifest things. You have to ground them and do the kind of work in the physical, which can be uncomfortable. So I've been focusing a lot on that. And I think um, 
I think that maybe other people can relate to that. I realize a lot of people are probably in a very physical experience still right now, and that's completely okay. But I also really resonate and agree with you in this way that, and it's not about a hierarchy, right? It's not about like, I did it first or like, you know, no, it's, it's just that everybody's coming to the work their own way. And I do think a lot of people are going to be rocked as, as this, with this year. And it's not about socioeconomic stuff. None of that. It's more about energetics of what are you open to? What, what does your trust look like? Do you have a faith system of some sort in yourself or in the world or in energetics or, you know, it's, it's kind of, are you tuned in or not? And if you're not tuned in, it's going to be really hard because it does feel like a lot of things are going to continue to shift in big ways it does feel like another big wave is coming but for me personally I feel like I kind of am this is almost it's almost boot camp like you're saying we're bracing for it I'm like okay how can I get to the place where I'm so strong in my trust and in my own sovereignty that I know that I can get through anything because then when it hits it's like I'm okay we're okay we got it you know we've got the lifeboat we're okay So yeah, figure out what your lifeboat is kind of in a feeling way, like what makes you feel safe? How can you create that sense of safety within as opposed to attaching it to anything external, money, you know, and I understand we all need survival, right? We need shelter, we need food, we need nourishment, we need touch. There's certain things that we need, but on top of that, you know, how can we feel safe and secure and stable in ourselves? And if you're not feeling that before this stuff hits, it's going to be freaking rocky, you know? It's going to be real rocky. So, but again, I just trust in that way that I I, I hope doesn't come off as spiritually bypassing. But I, I feel like we all are being invited. And it's that whole thing of like, I'm not, and yeah, totally, stepping into my um, spirituality, I've been feeling like it's time, you know, there's nothing holding me back, this is my lane, this is my weird, I spent so much of my life trying to make sure that I was fitting and appropriate for every single person in the room, and whatever I said, I wanted to make sure the language, like, hit right with everyone in the room, and I think there's something to be said about that, but it's also more, how do you get more into the energetics of that, as opposed to the details, because I do think people will feel you, in your energy. They forget what your words are if they feel the energy, you know, and it is that it's not your business if they don't resonate with it. You're just here to operate in your own self and what feels true to you and you're trying to align and connect with the people that align with you and connect with what you're saying and feeling and expressing. And so it's about holding that space of saying, you know, you don't have to be spiritual, you don't have to believe in what I'm saying, but I do believe in it, so I'm going to act in confidence in this. And I'm going to hold space as an invitation for you to be curious or to ask or to meet me here. But I'm not forcing it on you. I'm not saying, oh, that was a ghost. Like, if you don't believe in ghosts, you're stupid. No, none of that. Again, everybody has the right to their own personal experience. So we're starting to really navigate. Ghosts are real. But but ghosts are real. But ghosts are real. (laughs) So I've I've been navigating how to be more really in myself and my own security, but still honoring other people's truth, which may be, I don't believe in that. Or like, no, just an energetic block, which is like, okay, cool. Well, then that wasn't for you to hear. That's fine. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. I love it. I love it. It's so good. It's it's so good. So we've both kind of touched on going into the fall 
you know, I think for us both, or at least I can certainly speak for myself, I do have some optimism, Mm. but there is, and my dog's groaning at me, so I apologize, but, you know, there is something about, for me, it's having that secure optimism where it's not blind optimism. It's not like everything's going to be okay, everything, light and love. No, it's, it's like things are going to be tough, but I know that I can handle it or I know that I'll figure it out when I'm there. And there's not really any use for me being in lower vibrational energies of worry or stress or fear because that's not productive. It's just bringing me down and making me less prepared and less calm for when stuff does happen so instead I've been really trying to switch it and say okay guides you know in meditation tell me what I need to be doing how can I be preparing for this what is the work that I need to be doing and focusing on what can I focus on energetically for myself that then I could possibly be of service for the rest of this year or just you know what is it that I need to kind of be my own headlight in and how can I be optimistic within that truth of it maybe being, uh, continue to being like a hard year? Yeah. I love that too. Um, you know, because we, we like, <clears throat> you know, spoke a, too of like language and I wrote down a few things as you were talking because I know we want to always address like the nervous system and speaking to that and even the chakras, which, you know, we don't speak to a lot in our podcast, but I think that that is, um, you know, there's always this kind of interesting root chakra thing in Virgo season. Um, and I think that's because it's a mutable earth sign and it's like the ground is shaky and there's, there's this like negotiation happening there, um, as well. And so, you know, I think that part of the fall of, uh, you know, fall 2020, which is just interesting when you think of language, fall of 2020, um, (laughs) it's like, uh, you know, like the Leo King, I really, really love the way he structures astrology and speaks about it and channels it. And he is calling it the September to remember. And I think that it's like figuring out what information is helpful for you and what information is activating you. But I will say it like this, confusion is one of the main purposes. That's the energy I feel. We are being called to understand what is true, what is not, what is real, what is not. And this is a lot of the conversation we've been having where uh, what's your fight, right? We're seeing the protests around the U.S. and protests around the world about different things, right? Belarus has got some protests going on and um, Berlin um, for, for different reasons as well, you know, around like rights and activism. And then of course we've got protests going on like that. The hotbed feels like Port- Portland, Oregon right now um, in the States uh, around Black Lives Matter and, and going through that because, you know, if you go into the structure of some of those protests, there's a lot of confusion. You know, a few people have died, uh, been shot, um, business owners, as well as, um, you know, different people who came on the scene, um, not going too much into that because that really is like, when we go into compute, when, when confusion is there, what do we crave? We crave structure. We crave an Mm -hmm. answer. We crave, um, somewhere to land. And that's like the root chakra. That's like this structural place where, you know, the group I'm in, someone was like, I'm being told by my guides to like tend to my own garden. And I'm like, perfect. Right. Like this is, 
this is that, but I think eventually we're going to be asked, can we share our garden with our neighbor? Like there is going to be a little bit of that as well. And in orthobionomy in the nervous system, we talk about structure, fluid, energy, right? So if you have a structural piece that's off, let's say a sprained ankle, the fluid, the flow builds up, you get inflammation, and then the energy of it, or the tone, as I like to say, becomes heightened, so you're aware of it, right? And so when these pieces, these structures are wanting to be revamped and re- well, or demolished, like it, it just depends on really what, what needs to happen there and what, what we can do about that. Right. Momentarily, there's an issue with flow, you know, there's an inflammation because we need to bring our attention and our awareness to it. But what's happening is everybody's attention and awareness are going to very, very different things. And so it feels like we're all on different teams but it's really that one person, I'm going to use a baseball analogy, one person is like catcher, one person is first base, one person is second base. Like we're all working together on the same team, but we have different roles to play. And I think that's what gets kind of lost in some of 2020 of the, we say the lane of things as well, because in order for, for flow to happen, like I, you know, I've said this before, the way I'm energetically set up, being in the middle of a protest, being in the middle of Portland right now, would be terrible for my nervous system, quite activating, right? And I would venture to guess a lot of people are in a trauma bond in that. And like, what do we do? We go into trauma bonds so we can understand the appropriate boundaries. So it Mm. is also understanding structure to go into the confusion. And so what we're looking for now too, right, is when we restructure, then we'll allow the flow and then the tone is able to release, So that's why we're feeling on a collective dark night of the soul, all of our systems being activated over certain things, right? And really sometimes it can be opinions. It's not necessarily truths or, you know, like it's like what is real to you may not be real to the person next to you. And does that matter? Um, And so when we look at these different structures, it's like how can we understand our own system and our own structures of like, if our leg is broken and we continue to ignore it, what happens? Gangrene, we eventually, it escalates, the stakes go up. And so there are certain things, it's just that like everything feels like it's being called to the table at once. And I think you're going to see a ramping up of that in September, whether it's food supply, whether it's, um, I mean, Mars is about to go in retrograde. So whether it's some sort of battle, whether that is in the physical or in the ethers, which is already happening. So, you know, it's, and, and it's also like, who, who do you have on your, your team? You mentioned your guides. It's like, okay, guides, like who, who is with you on your team to kind of help you resource during this time? Um, Because I think a lot of times, we live, I think, in the States in a culture that doesn't really celebrate resources, even though, ironically, we have tons of them. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, you know, so it's like understanding your resources, who you want to talk to, all of that good stuff, because that's really the anti- antidote to confusion is resourcing. Um, information, not so much, right? If you're confused and then you read 10 different articles about what you're confused on, it's just more information. It actually wasn't it wasn't you resourcing. Resourcing might be going on a walk or, 
talking to a friend, something that kind of gives you an outlet for the information or a way to restructure yourself to the information. And so, you know, think of it as like the dams have been locked down in the States for so long and now they're about to be released. And so it's going to feel like a really big, and it already does, rush of water. Everything's going to feel really full. And you think of that too. It's going to feel almost like we're drowning. It's going to feel very subconscious. It's going to feel very intense in that way. Um, there will be people who, who drown in this, like that that's a reality of this year. Um, and then it's like what you said, where's the lifeboat? Where's the structure? Can, how do you, do you know where the shore is? Can you swim to the shore? That's the structural resourcing to the flow of things as well. And so the energy right now is weird. The tone is really, really high. People are really, really activated. And again, like if it was my world, my ideal world, we would talk about the nervous system all the time. We talk about the central nervous system and how the brain can dissociate very, very easily and the amygdala and going into the reptilian brain, the limbic brain, the prefrontal cortex, where we decide things, uh, you know, it would be, I think it's, I think it's definitely being taught more and more, but we would be so connected to those parts of our nervous system, as well as of course our peripheral nervous system, which we've talked about before, our sense of space, our sense of where we are, right? This is where we connect to like what's around us. Um, this is how we connect to the ethers. And so I think that be really conscious. I'm going to say this and get real weird, but just be conscious of what's around you. You know, Tom and I have been watching this show called the dead files recently, which is where this woman who's a medium goes into a haunted house or location and uh, this New York City detective comes in and gets all the historical information, interviews everybody, and they don't talk during it, and then they compare notes. And it's cool, but one of the things she said is she's, she said in the thing, she goes, mediums always like ghosts and stuff to be around them. That's what they like. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I'm really clear on my boundary around that. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, I probably could be better at that. Like, of course that kind of like, I was like, no, mediums don't love that. Like, but mediums, you know, like I think about it, I'm like, all right, I do talk about spirit a lot. So it's like, it's, it's how to, it's a really, really intense show as a forewarning, <laughs> especially for sensitive types. Cause of course they're talking about people who have passed who are stuck on this plane. And so that's the other thing I come to where it's like, everything is so full. Right. You know, I, I joke around. So at the end of the show, they, the medium gives them lots of, um, recommendations, right? So she's like, you got to get a priest to exercise this. You've got to get, and she sees it as energy, sometimes as an entity, sometimes as a past loved one, you've got to get a medium that is a male to do this. It, it, she goes into specific details. And at the end, they'll say, you know, Jan and Rob, like, decided to stay in the house. That's funny. That's my parents' friends' names. <laughs> you know, decided to stay in the house. And then it says, the activity continues. And I immediately am like, I, I like, have, I get so angry because I'm like, those are souls that need to be called home. Like, what are we doing that we are in such deep denial of, and this is my judgment, of the unseen world that we are willing to live in a house where people were getting scratched, they were getting crazy nightmares, things were moving. These spirits were like break, wanting to break free. They're like, I want to go home. 
And it's the same thing with us humans in the physical. It's not, I'm not saying we want all want to go home, meaning die, but we want to feel at home in our systems and we want to feel at home. You know, I again have like that. I grew up in a haunted house. It's not even a haunted house. It's a haunted town. Like that whole area is haunted. It's just, you know, and I, I'm like, how, how does this feel like it doesn't affect people? How, how, you know? And again, that's my paradigm of that too, where I am like, my judgment comes up of like, are we just in denial of how much these things have been affecting us? And now we're getting called again. I'll say it called to the carpet again, <laughs> you know, to, to really look at the, these things. Um, you know, that have been there all along and what energetics we need to clear out, right? Because if we don't clear those things out, they will manifest and they will, you know, in one of the episodes, there's this glob that basically is going to become the house. The house is going to become a living entity. If you've seen Haunting, Haunting of Hill House, it's similar. And it's like, the house will become this living entity. And, you know, and it, and it all corresponds with what they saw and what they've been feeling. And it's like, this is what we need to be thinking about in terms of energetics. You know, we've, we've allowed, we've allowed ourselves to have all these spirits roaming around that are taking over in a lot of senses and a lot of places. And it's like, why aren't we clearing this out? And so now we're bringing in, we're opening the dams to clear some of this out and it's going to be like poltergeist. <laughs> oh God. I'm like going really down a rabbit hole of like, you know, there's there, it's like, how much is this really going to remove it? We're going to be stuck in the mud for a while. And so just be ready. Um, be aware that, you know, th th and I love this too, because like, this is very underworld, which is what you mentioned. Very scorpionic in that sense. Um, you know, very much like digging up, digging up the old to kind of release it as well, um, to go into that. So that's my hell spiel. <laughs> yes. I love it's the... all real. If you it's all real. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean whatever you're feeling is real. It's real for you and it's probably real for someone else. And you know, I think one thing that I was thinking as you're talking is I do think the people that are in this weird space, you know, self-help, um, self-work, self-care has become so mainstream. And the people that are the eccentric ones really in their spirituality or in these zones, I do think that they're calling out what we're all feeling, you know? I think we're all feeling it. And it is we are increasing our sensitivity, our generation, the generations below us, or even, you know, before us with the 70s and that whole outburst, like, we are increasing sensitivities of energies, we are kind of learning more how to be connected above and below at the same time, not to be just such earthly beings, but also to be very connected in each other, spiritually, whatever that feels like for you. We all know when somebody comes into the room and has a weird vibe. We feel it. Even if you're not an energetic person, you don't use those words, you feel that. You don't know how to describe it, you know, but <laughs> Gunnar just moved my phone off the bed. Um, clearly fussy. But, you know, I, I do think that it is this invitation. It feels like this big invitation to heal. 
And a lot of us that are feeling called to be in our service, to be in our power, again, I hope that we're each doing that in a, in a way of integrity and humility and understanding what is ours and what is ego and, and how we really are able to help and what that looks like with others and not pushing that help or that knowledge on anyone. But it is this invitation to heal. So it's, it's how are you going to heal yourself? How are you going to heal these paradigms that have been going on for generations? How are you going to heal your ancestral trauma? How are you going to heal this epigenetic trauma? How are you going to heal these internalized technologies that we've received of what society should look like or what success should look like or what money looks, you know, should operate like, what power is? Break all that down. Like, how are you going to heal these things for yourself and, and really choose being intentional of what you choose to align with, what you choose to believe in, healing those things that you're like, I don't actually believe that. I don't want to believe that. I don't think that's true, but it's operating in my system. So how do I heal that? I think we're each trying to do that in ourselves and then hopefully at large. And it's this invitation of, yeah, do you want to heal yourself or do you want to just keep being in your trauma or you're in your current situation? Do you want to heal the world or do you want the world to just continue to be in its current situation? The universe is kind of really reflecting us back right now. Like, this is where we're at, you know? What are you going to do about it? I loved the whole imagery that you were getting with the, with the water and kind of this influx, this surge of water, which, you know, inevitably some people with a wave just get completely thrashed by the wave. But it's also how can you surrender and, and remember with your body, like, wait, that's right, I can float. Even if I don't know how to swim... I can take in air in my lungs and I can float, right? And like wait for someone to come help me or where are you at and how can you surrender to this because it's happening, right? So it's that whole idea of in a moment of, of, of intensity, is the panic helping? How can, you, how can you listen to the panic and say, okay, I hear you panic, but what can I do right now that'll help me? I need to figure out where the shore is. I need to figure out if there's a piece of wood in the water that I can use to float on. I need to pay attention to how tired my body is and make sure that I'm floating every once in a while to give myself a break. Whatever it is, like you create a, um, you create your own structure. You create a system for yourself to operate in this thing, and then you can and then you can attach yourself to what feels right as if when it gets to the next step of structure. Um. But yeah, I think it's just, it's also refracting these activations of, of understanding when you do get, again, I don't love the word triggered, but it's the best word we have. When you get activated by something, it's it, the way of healing yourself is always turning back on yourself and saying, wow, why was I so upset by that? What's that about? You know, and, and doing that kind of unpacking yourself, because I think it is important that right now we really speak in energetically like in in um first person narratives like for me this feels this way like you're saying for me as a medium I don't love having spirits around all the time maybe that's something I can work on maybe that's something I'm just different but just really starting to carve out how it's like this is me speaking about what I believe what I think what I feel and it also empowers other people to figure out what their thing is that's their I statements and it's not energetically saying, this is what's true. It's saying, I 
feel this is true for me. That energetically is very different. So if we can operate kind of in those zones, then we can learn how to navigate, how to coexist, how to respect each other if we're really clear on this is what's true for me and I understand it's my truth and it may not be your truth, but I see that it's mine and it's mine for these ways. But it's, it's, lear it's the unlearning, it's the relearning, it's shifting your beliefs. And I think it's really just this crazy invitation to really clean up. Like, here are all the shadows. How do you integrate that? How can you shift those and say, Woo, that's a belief from when I was a kid that I see is connected to da-da-da-da. And I don't want it anymore. It's not serving me anymore. That's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. So I'm going to start shifting that. Right. And it's also it does take a lot of I, I don't like the term of like pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps or whatever, because I understand a lot of people that takes a lot of strength and that's kind of demeaning people's experiences. And I want to honor how it can be really challenging to face a lot of this to be it can be really scary when you're in the shadow lands, when you're in the underworld, when you're facing all this, when you feel like you're drowning. Right. It, but it does take just, a, it's the craziest little switch of energy or, or the way that what you're focusing on to start thinking positively and then that cannonballs in another direction. It's just that little space that you have to just inject in. But I understand it's hard and for some people it's not going to come easy or it won't come at all. And, and I think it's also about being kind to that, no matter what that looks like in a person, right? Suffering comes in a multitude of different ways. People that you could think is your enemy, quote unquote, because of your beliefs, because of your I statements, they might be suffering a whole, whole lot. And so just trying to be kind to that, trying to recognize that. And there are ways to be gentle and compassionate and empathic towards that while still standing in your own beliefs. You don't have to completely... Be in your own beliefs and say, and I'm separate and anybody that doesn't believe what I believe is not me, right? You can still say, all right, this is what I believe. I believe in it very strongly, but I see you as a person. I see that you're suffering. How can I help you? You can still do that. We have that capability. And that's the whole thing. Like everything is confusing right now. So for me, the way that I've handled that, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. One of the tattoos that I do mention, it's meaning quite often that I have on my body is this word. I have absurd tattooed on my body because I've realized the more absurd I can allow life to be, the more that I can kind of hold all of the absurdities, if you will. So it's like the more that you can zoom out and be like, life is crazy right now. Everything is so confusing. I don't know what's going on. Then it's easier because you're kind of operating in an energy, you're holding more energetic space. You don't have to focus, focusing on the details is when you start getting into the dualities, you get into the tensions, you get into the frustrations. If you just let that, hold that for a second and say, wow, things are insane right now, you know, then you can kind of hold more space and ask yourself, how can I handle this insanity? How can I be more empowered? How can I feel that I'm in my truth and in my power right now? What do I need? What do I truly need? What does my ego think I need? What are my internalized needs of, you know, what I've learned through my own wounds or society that I think I need? Breaking all that down so that you're able to kind of operate. And that's floating That's floating in the water, right? That's you having a lifeboat just being like, whoa, these waters are choppy as heck. I don't know what's going on. This is wild, but I got a boat. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I, I want to be gentle to everyone's experience and that I'm speaking a lot for myself, but I do just, I'm trying to make my life about helping others and switching this mentality of being empowered. And it's not about necessarily like fixing yourself. It's not about anybody helping you fix you or, or you being so um, righteous in what you think and separating yourself from others. It's just like, yeah, figuring out how to be in your own body. And this is what I'm so ready to help people with. And I know, Alex, you have the same experience. It's wild when you have a client that you're just getting things psychically that is like they're, it's resonating with them so much. And for you, it makes zero sense that you're just saying what's coming to you. And it's just about that. How can we each help each other reflect to each other? And how can we, I don't know, just become better humans in ourselves that then makes us better humans together? That sounds really hokey, but. No, I mean, I love it. Um, uh, one thing, and I want to make sure you, it's a good pause for me to iterate one thing or. Go, yeah, yeah, I'm integrate. Done. I guess integrate would be the word. Um, so. In orthobionomy, um, the body work I do, right, we have, uh, of course, the, the structure of technique, and then we have um, principles. So it's very principle-based. And so when you were speaking to, like, not fixing, going into that mentality, one of the principles of orthobionomy, well, one is less is more, which is wonderful all the time. Wonderful, beautiful reminder there. But another is right relationship. So what we'll all think about this with mirror neurons. So let's say someone comes in and they have a, 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 their right hip really hurts, right? It's like a deep ache and we go in and I'm like, cool, I'm going to, I never do this. So my ego has, was like prefacing that <laughs> and then I'm going to fix this hip. They're going to feel better. It's going to be amazing. They're going to be able to run five miles and it's going to be great. It's like, instead it's like, hi, hey buddy, how's it going? And the hip's like, hi, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Alex. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of hold space. I'm going to talk to you a little bit. But I want you to tell me what's going on. And I simply listen to their hip. And sometimes people's hips have stories to tell from very, very far back. Sometimes we connect to past lives a little bit if, if the person, the client knows I'm a medium. Which um, I do have some clients who don't know I'm a psychic medium. And so I hold that boundary there as well. Um, you know, and it's like, okay, what's the psoas want to do? What does it want to talk to? Does it want to talk to the sacrum? What relationship is that? Let's say we're working with the bladder on that. Like, you know, well, let's bring in the organ space. And then we've got the kidney with the adrenal. Okay. Now we're get the, getting the nervous system and the endocrine system to talk. And it's like, what is the right relationship of that? Because oftentimes we'll see dysfunction and it really is a matter of establishing a relationship. Right. So what is right relationship to chaos? Let's call it mm. chaos. Let's just call it that. I don't know if that's what's what it what the fall is, but let's just call it that. Let's name it that for today. Right. Not in an alarmist way, but like what is your relationship to structural organizations falling? Like what is, you know, and maybe you've never been challenged this way in your life. Right. And so you have to like go into a past life and retrieve an experience that resources and gives you something. 
right? And so we think of that right relationship on like a macro level. If you're like overwhelmed by me using the word chaos, rightfully so, because it's a big word, it's like, okay, well then what's your relationship to your body through all of this? You can go into a micro place to really, this is very Virgo, to really uh, like assist you in understanding the macro, right? Because when we're in pain, anyone who's listening to this, and I'm, both you and I included, most likely have felt some sort of chronic pain in our lives, right? Low back is a really big place. The feet, right? And we can think of like our psoas. Our psoas is a muscle that connects at our T12, right? With our kidney and adrenal. Connects our legs to our torso, right? No big deal. Uh, also is a deep abdominal muscle. Helps connect fascia to the organs. It also forms in the womb at the same time as the brain, which is really interesting. And of course, the heart forms before the brain. So we have these really interesting structures that come in one thing at a time. And in shamanism, there are some shamans that believe we choose all of our organs. And I believe that because I've seen it in readings where it's like we, and we've talked about this before, where we pick all of those things so we can then talk to it in the frequency of that. You know, like, cause sometimes it's like, oh, you want that heart from those past lives? All right, let's do this. Like that energy and frequency of like, no, I want to clear this. This is the, that clearing of the, the past of the ghosts, but also acknowledging that it formed us. And so it's kind of like if we said, oh, my right hip, my right hip, it's the worst ever. I hate my right hip. It always acts up. My right hip, my right hip. Just feel into the energy of that for a minute of like what if it was like the right hip simply needed to know it had a foot. Sometimes our bodies literally all joke around with this on the when people are on my table where I'm like, um, oh, there's your foot. And they're like, right. And I'm like, yeah, your hip literally thought it was alone in space. And it'll energetically engage out into your peripheral nervous system to find safety. And so then you'll have body parts in your peripheral nervous system out there. And it's like, we give it a reflex to respond, to come back into the system, to integrate back in. So this goes into parts work of like, at some point, that person felt unsafe in their right hip. And they dismissed it. They said, hey, I can't deal with this right now. You're you're out to the auric field, right? And so then we're saying, hey, can we integrate this part back in? But sometimes it's a reunion from like, oh, I'm getting like a little emotional. Like a, you're, you were six years old and, you know, you were crying because you stepped on something wrong and your hip hurt. And unfortunately, maybe your mom or dad was busy that day and dismissive of your pain. And then you just shipped that part off because you couldn't deal with the pain at that moment because that's what our central nervous system does, our brain does. And so then as adults, we're interacting in our auric field in this way of like bringing ourselves back home. And in 2020, it's like this is where everybody's kind of auric fields. It's like clean it up, get it clear so that you can feel like you can float as you're saying during this time of chaos um, or during this time of rebirth, right? We can use different language there. It doesn't necessarily have to go into that. Chaos can sometimes be rebirth, right? And of course, you can think of the tower card. The tower card isn't always like this huge disruption. Sometimes it's the growing of the hair, you know, Rapunzel to, to release. Like it doesn't, it, you know, to, to climb out of the tower. You can't stay in the tower because it's limiting, Right. And so when we limit our choices in our body, of course, we're going to feel limited by by other paradigms that are coming up. And this is where I see the trauma, especially in some of the big topics that are coming up, even politically, 
I don't even want to use the word politically there. Um, some of the things that are coming up, right? Of course, it's like you're working against other people's traumas, right? And so when, when are we unable to notice our own capacity is when we're full. And so this is releasing that fullness, right? When someone's angry, it means they've gone through several emotions to get there. That's, that's like you've been dehydrated and your throat just got dry, but you were dehydrated 24 hours ago, you know, but you you finally got the cue. You finally listened. Anger is finally listening, right? Mm. <laughs> we can drop into that for a minute. It's like, okay, I finally listened and now I'm pissed. And so when we go into these, these, these different spaces, everybody's going to be on a different timeline around this. Right. And all we can do is say like, Hey, is that working for you? Right. That's what I'm saying to the body. This hip pain, is that working for you? And the sacrum's like, no, <laughs> you know, the spine is like, please help. Right. And it's like, perfect. Like, how can we find right relationship? How can we get this kidney to talk to this knee, to talk to this foot, to talk to this brain? <laughs> right. And, and oftentimes it's a, it can be a slow and steady race, especially with trauma because the system, the moment, especially in orthobionomy, you know, and, and we try to keep that right relationship. We don't want to activate trauma in it. We're not always perfect as practitioners. I'll say it like that. And so it's very much about like connecting that edge to create that exit ramp so that the energy can go. And I think we just have so many exit ramps in 2020 that it's like, you want to exit now? You want to exit now? And these can be literal deaths. And I'm just going to be frank about that. Like it can be my contract is up and I'm going to the other side, right? And so, and it can also be I'm releasing this. I'm releasing what no longer serves me. You are never going to get, and I, I, oh, I don't want to say never. This is an opportunity right now as a country, I'll say it just to be the U.S. since we're here and that's our reality in that way. So I'll say it like that, to release so much that's no longer working culturally, politically, socially. And it may feel overwhelming, but like, it's like you're basically be get, being given a whole year to heal, right? You don't have a job. You don't have to do's. You don't have kids. You don't have social media. What would you do without all of those distractions? How would you engage with this? Because that's what 2020 is asking us. It's coming in and asking us, and so what is the right relationship to that? And that might be that you have five minutes a day to meditate and that is enough, period. That might be that you donate to certain causes. That might be that you're out on the streets protesting or um, connecting. I don't love the word protesting. So like being, holding space in that way physically. Expressing. That might be yeah. Expressing, exactly. That might be that you're going to your favorite small business that hasn't done well during the pandemic. This might be that you want a, va a vaccine that is tested for longer than what they're trying to do. I'm going to go there, right? You have to be able to, to understand that is people's trauma. Vaccines have caused lots of trauma, period, full stop. So notice when you go into the projection of the auric field of like, whoa, 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 did, is Alex anti-vaxxer? Because they want that judgment. Like the judgment is what stops the conversation, right? I'm hearing so much of like racism doesn't exist. Like, huh? <laughs> what? The systematic racism of black people in this country? Huh? Like, 
all I hear from that person is they have so much trauma that they don't have the capacity to understand someone else's trauma. Right. And so then we live in a culture that then blames them. And I'm not saying either side victim, right? Because we want to empower this. We don't even want there to be sides in that way. But when it comes to a system that has oppressed a certain population, we have to understand, right? How to, as, as, as a society fucking face that. Right. And, and a lot of people aren't ready to face it. And I'm like, do we need all of them to face it in order to move forward? I don't know. I'm not a person of color, so I don't know. But it's like, these are these like deep spaces we are being called to, to be in and it's uncomfortable and you have to check your trauma. You have to check yourself. You have to clear. It's like, it's uncomfortable. And so, you know, that's kind of some spiritual impasses. And again, we're a spiritual podcast. So this is our lane. This is where we're going to go. And then that's kind of where we see it reflected in the material. This has been hanging out in the ethers. You know, this, this year has been hanging out in the ethers forever. And now it's here, you know, what are we going to do with that? That was a super duper spiritual soapbox. I love it. No, I love it. (laughs) I want an orthobionomy episode because I still have so many questions. I love that system. I love that work and your knowledge is so vast and intricate about the human body. Also, I don't think we've talked about choosing our own organs. I'm like, wait, what? Am I choosing my <laughs> my heart from my own past lives or other people's past lives? Or have I, I just got like, what's that about? What else? Yeah. I do think we mentioned it in a minute, but I'm like, hold on. <laughs> There's a lot more right. information there. Well, I think you can like go into the heart and be like, okay, what are the cells of the heart, right? <clears throat> and this is where like disease teaches us or dis-ease because it's like, I can feel like my great or my great, my grandfather, he died before I was born, Rice, passed of heart disease, right? And so it's just, it's interesting because it's like, okay, what are, what, what are the spiritual pieces of that as well? Heartache, heart, you know, we go into the, the, these different, the cellular places of that. And we just do ourselves a disservice to oversimplify it and be like, well, he was a smoker. He was, you know, a tank driver in World War II. And so he has the trauma. He was there the day after D-Day. My best friend Malia and I were talking about this. Her husband's British and her husband's grandfather was a fighter pilot, right? So they they fought each other the day after. So talk about like an intricate, because we were talking about epigenetics and generational trauma. Mm. And I was like, Gareth and I's ancestors fought each other. Like what you know and so it's like you can look at all these different layers and kind of piece things out and then at the same time I can call in my grandfather rice and be like hey like what pieces of your heart do you want to heal today and I'm going to sit with that ancestry right because it's more than just monitoring your heart for heart disease you know, it's more than, than any of that. It's, it's these layers of the cells that come in, um, as well. So I think that's where it's like, okay, all right, I've had this heart in 20 past lives. Okay. I've got to make sure it stays healthy. (laughs) Mm. That kind of feeling. Interesting. Anyways. Yeah. We need more on that, but, um, I do, yeah, one thing that I think we mentioned maybe a little bit in the last episode, but it's really been sitting with me when I did an Akashic Records reading for you, and this this piece I'm going to share is not personal, but 
we were kind of trying to ask, if, am I okay to kind of go into a little bit of that? I know it, yes. I've kind of already gotten permission, but I just wanted to check again. <laughs> Um, but I was, we were kind of trying to ask about the rest of the year, like what is happening? And I was just getting this really interesting sense that was very surprising for me of like mother earth being neutral. Like we, I think we so much are saying like, oh, she's so mad, you know, she's so angry. And it's like, actually, I think that energetic is she's neutral. It's more just if you treat me in this way then this will happen. Like, this is what happens in order to need to find balance. And I think that's even what you're saying in in nature, right? If there's too much of one thing, another thing has to rise in order to create the balance that's needed in the situation. Anger is like an intensity of emotion. You get to a certain place where it has to almost get louder if you're not listening to it because then it needs to be expressed in order to create balance and harmony from that situation. And I just, I don't know, I keep thinking about that and how I know we've talked about neutrality as well. It's something that I tend to bring my focus back to intentionally because I do think there's a lot of wisdom there in how can you create this sense of neutrality of like, okay, I, I don't know. It's, it's part of the understanding of what's happening. So many things have happened over time, as you mentioned. There's a lot of destructive forces and oppression and energetic darkness and kind of um, like, I don't, I don't know what the word would be, wickedness, honestly, that's happened in the world. And, and the world is trying to balance it. And I think if we look at it that way, and it's this invitation, again, this invitation of like, you get to decide, like you said, like show up or don't, be here or don't. Um, but what I keep seeing is just this childlike perspective and energy. And the more that we can kind of shift into that curiosity, because there, imagine a child, you're born, you don't, you know, you don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, there's so much happening around you. And you're trying to sort through it. You're like, okay, this means that this, they keep saying this word to me. Maybe that's my name. Okay. Maybe this, there's so much going on. And, you know, there's got to be moments if there's trauma happening that they're like, too much, too much. Uh, 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 uh. Some people are in that experience right now. Whereas other people maybe are just really present and taking it all in. I've been noticing even in my system that I've been kind of in that operational state of my swings throughout a day. And it's not even on moments with my cycle. This is just literally what's been happening to me can swing where I'm like, so positive and then so negative or you know and and it is like that childlike energy when you're a four-year-old and you're like I want pizza and then you know an hour later you're like tired and you go to sleep you just like are so present in whatever's happening and you're trying to make sense of your world at the same time I think if we're all able to kind of step more into that energy it will be healthy and and kind of helpful and also just yeah remembering yeah some of connecting with your own inner child of some things that when you get overwhelmed, when you get stressed, when you get activated or triggered, that means something that connects to that experience and you can have a little bit more grace and compassion for yourself in those moments if you're also trying to embody that energy right now of just really being present. You know, I understand a lot of people have responsibilities right now. We all still need to survive and be able to make money and that isn't a very childlike thing that's a very adult pressure and um, real reality for us 
But it's how can you find, just like you said, like five minutes of meditation or just in moments throughout the day, check in with your own inner child and be like, how you doing? You know, or like bring yourself to a childlike space of looking out the window and being like, whoa, the trees look so beautiful. Just little moments of like bringing yourself there, I think, can help carry you through. But it, 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 I don't know, there's something about that right now, this baby energy and like when there's an intensity situation, instead of being in the trauma, if you imagine when you're a kid, you're just trying to figure it out, right? Something's going on, you feel the energetic intensity and you're like, okay, okay, right, where's mom, okay, you know? So if you're able to be a little bit more in that as opposed to what we've, you know, accumulated over time by having moments of trauma like that, that we have this trigger response. Instead, if you can kind of try to slow down and just really open your eyes and get curious of like, okay, 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 okay. You know, where do I fit? You're in the ocean, there's a wave coming. Okay, but there's this piece of wood over there. You know, like how can you resource, yeah, resource and create your own space in shift the energy instead of being in panic it's it's in curiosity or in empowerment um I don't know it's gonna be tough for some people though it's gonna be really tough and yeah this year is triggering all across the board it's like I don't know I think about those old school telephone things where you'd have to like put the wire into you know connect the call with the wires it's like all the lights are on at the same time (laughs) Everyone's calling at the same time. (laughs) But you can only do one call at a time. You know, you can only really start in small and and do what you can. And so that's all. I don't know. We're both here for you. You know, I'm really stepping into doing a lot more sessions and holding space. I think we both operate in a way where we do body work and we do psychic work. So I do Akashic Records and I do Reiki Alex does orthobiotomy and her psychic mediumship work. We're here for you. We do remote. <laughs> if we can help in some way and you feel aligned, please reach out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the the other piece that what you were speaking to as well um, that I want to integrate with ortho again is one of the principles is honoring what arises, which is not disconnecting the parts that show up and so it's like honoring what arises um and imagining kind of that compassion in our world of like okay this is arising now for for very specific reason i'm going to honor it and i'm going to sit here with it and you know it may be sitting there with some deep shadow parts and so and honoring what arises as a whole in our society you know honoring that um yeah, and it makes me really a lot of tears. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, and this is where people are joking around that twenty twenty one is going to be more intense, and you know, who knows, right? We we are creating as we go. There's definitely energies at play, and so it's a matter of us kind of, yeah, figuring out our resources and honoring what arises. <laughs> Well, and I think we can only really, you know, we've said it before, spirit talks to us and what we need to know right now, um, which may shift. And, you know, for me, I feel that next year, especially in the spring, we're going to be back to healing. We're going to be shifting into a new paradigm, hopefully, that there are going to be 
it's going to feel a lot more nourishing than activating. However, maybe I just think that because that's what I need to believe right now in order to get through the activation stage. I don't know. Like you said, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but whatever you need to feel right now to feel safe, just, you know, if it's healthy, grounded, and aware and open, and, and yeah, I think it's a lot of just... A lot of the deep shadow work I've done is is hard, but it's just sitting with the emotions. It's learning how to move the emotions. Doing breath work can be extremely helpful. Um, I have a great friend that that is doing a lot of remote breath work work. I can link him in um, the notes that might be helpful. That can be really because you got to move it, right? And you're sitting with it. And I think another thing I heard in, um, I did a native uh, new moon ceremony led by this beautiful, incredible man, native man. And he was saying that, that tears are, what was he saying? It's like, it's, um, it's, well, it's hearts. It's your heart speaking. It's your heart um, with no restrictions, just speaking to you and talking is when you feel those emotions and you have that release. And so I think that's, that's a huge, and we've talked a lot about with the water, it's the release. We need this release. We need this energetic, emotional, karmic release, right? Yes. Racism exists. We need that release of, 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 of accepting it, of being aware of it, acknowledging it, you know? And so it's the same thing within yourself. What are you holding so strongly? What is the shame and guilt and fear? And what can you feel like you can no longer hold? And how can you release that and shed that either through movement, breath, emotions, you know, help with other practitioners, whole heck of a lot of journaling, which is what I end up doing, you know, what, whatever works for you. I think it's, it's so much of that. So hopefully, I don't want to freak anybody out, you know, about the rest of the year because, again, we're all just going to go through whatever it is when it comes, but it's how can you continue to be in yourself? How can you continue to be shedding and releasing? And this full moon's a great time for that, you know, releasing. It's that peak. How do you let go? It is that fullness, right? It's the huge, um, the waxing at its fullest. So now we start waning so you can release. You can start letting some of that go. Let your cup spill over. <laughs> just get it out. <laughs> You know? Yeah. 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 And I, I think that, <clears throat> you know, one thing we can kind of, if someone, if, you know, if someone's listening and they're like, okay, what's one thing I can take from this conversation? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, but it would be to me, and, and I'd love for you to share if you can kind of, I sprung that on you, but, you know, it, it, it is this idea of reducing it down to understanding that you cannot assume someone else's experience through the, throughout all of this, right? Like ask them, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, that, that there, there are different philosophies, ideas out there about and, and how they're orienting to things. Right. So, you know, don't assume that someone in, has the same values and ideas as you, um, through, throughout, throughout all of this, cause they're navigating it with their set of values and their ideas. Um, and as you said before, like the best they can. So it is that be in your experience, right. And then allow the information. And of course, of, you know, other people's experiences through, throughout this as well. So, um, yeah, that's a big one. I think I would probably just say be gentle on yourself. You know, we're all going through a hard time in many different ways. 
and that gentleness that you're kind of inviting for people to hold for others, I really want you to hold for yourself as well. And I don't know what you need, but if you can reach out to yourself and say, we're going to be okay, or, you know, what whatever it is that you can kind of connect to. Maybe that's, you have a guide that you speak to that you're saying, I need to feel okay, I need you to be louder, I need you with me, I need to feel you with me. Maybe it's your inner masculine that you really do work with. I don't know what it is, right? Your inner warrior or something. How do you feel okay that you can be where you are right now that you can feel what you feel that you can be in your weird that you you know that you don't want to hang out with anyone you'd rather take a bath take a bath you know like really right now is the time to really tend to yourself like you said your friend tend to your own garden that can mean so many different things but it's it's that's so important right now and it really is that you can't help other people unless you help yourself you can't you know, love others more than you love yourself. It's like, it's always coming back that refracting lens. Or like my friend said, it's like always like a hula hoop. You know, everything that's in your experience is in your experience. So being gentle to that, every time you get activated, that's your activation. That's not the other person's responsibility for activating you. It's you and your system being activated, right? And allowing yourself to be activated in that moment. So, yeah. Ooh. We got this. We oh, can yeah. do it. 2020. Yeah. It's almost over. I mean, to be fair, we're in month nine, okay, out of 12. Four months. Yeah. Four months left. We can do it. We've, you know, that's the other thing. Look back at other times that you had a really, really hard situation and you made it through or something happened, right? Just remember, like, looking back on your life that you've been okay. Some stuff has gone down, but you've been okay. So just, yeah, taking solace in that and riding the waves because it's going to be choppy waters. Yeah, and just a shout-out, too, to, like, a few of my friends who are just, like, doing the thing and posting on social media that they're like 2020 is not canceled I'm fucking doing the thing so I just want to just because we've gone into the intensity part of it just a shout out to a few of my friends who are like this shit's not canceled so I'm gonna mm. live my life and are like sharing things to uplift people that's one way to do that as well like I've been trying to just share nervous system calming things and so you know this is definitely going into like the the vortex a little bit of 2020. Uh, so if after this podcast you need a resource, right, you know, head over to get some like tea at Dober or something. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's been good information, but we wanted to kind of go into the vortex a little bit today. And that was one of our intentions. And so yeah. that's where, you know, you know, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, we're planning some, as I was saying, I'm kind of gearing back up, and I know that a lot of people are in that energy, so we're going to be gearing up more on this, too. I know through this time, we've just been kind of touching base, and we feel like it's kind of there for us, so we are going to get some more guests on and have some more episodes planned that aren't as abstract and just talking about what's going on, but also, yeah, different modalities, different kind of topics in the whole world that maybe will help um in whatever way, you know, be present now, but also think about some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have 
luckily have Laurel, right, to talk about Yes, Hamilton. yes, absolutely. I think she said sometime in September, so we're going to figure that out because she's in England. And, um, yeah, some different things coming up. So stay tuned. Reach out to us with any questions. Hope you all are doing okay. Have a good happy full moon. Woo! Yeah, happy full moon in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Watery, watery. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, bye. Bye.